Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Show you the one on dessert? Not for me. How good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. And we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. What were you talking about when you were talking about Bob Hope? Tell everybody. Uh, so, yeah, I was watching a clip of George Burns bragging about how many cigars that he would take during the day, and then he had a stock answer because Johnny Carson said, well, what does your doctor say? And he, he just rushed it out of his mouth. He's dead. And I got a huge laugh, right? Yeah. And I thought, oh, those 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 old guys in their golden years, years, they had all these go-to jokes, and it got me thinking about a story that I just heard. And it's was it on our podcast? Yeah, so it was on it's a Cadence 13 podcast, which is Odyssey. It's the Dana Carvey and David, David Spade. Spade. It's yeah. called Fly on the Wall. And they had Jay Leno on uh what, two weeks ago or something like that, three weeks ago. And Bob Hope came up. And Bob and he brought up you know, I think the question was something about like meeting your heroes or like did did he ever get nervous, you know, meeting one of his like comedy icon heroes and he brought up the time that Bob Hope came on the show in his later years and it was all prepared, you know, usually there's a segment producer and the segment producer goes, "Hey, what do you want to talk about?" and they go, "Well, I got this funny story on riding on an airplane." Well, for Bob Hope, he had his people, and his people said, Bob's got these seven things. You ask the question, he'll give the answer, it'll get a laugh, right? So he asks the first one, he gets the answer, the crowd laughs, Bob's feeling it, Jay's thinking they're good. They get the second one, Bob gives the answer, the crowd laughs, Jay's feeling it, everything's going fine. Jay ad-libs because the crowd laughs. That gets a big laugh. Well, Bob, who's blind basically at this point and also deaf <laughs> <You're right. laughs> hears the feels the vibration of the laughter and goes well that was the third one so here we go to answer number four but oh jay's goodness. only asking question number three and now the questions and answers do not sync up they aren't even <laughs> so remotely make the... in the same ballpark uh, and then i guess the last one did not got like a pity laugh out yes. of the crowd just because it's bob hope the legend right uh, and it just it just got got me thinking about that level of show business. In fact, I I've gone to watching. You're gonna make fun of me, Ken, because you make fun of me for watching some old stuff when I refuse to watch some of the documentaries that you want me to watch. Mm-hmm. And I started watching. I had never seen it, 
The Larry Sanders Show. Okay. So I had never seen it, but I've heard so many big-time either writers in Hollywood or comedians, a little older, and just people who appreciate good TV. They all say it's one of the great shows. Right. It was the original Office, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It was a mockumentary style of... Yeah. But what's funny is this show, Gary Shandling doing this talk show, is totally believable. Yes. It's totally credible. A guy named Ryan sent me the box set of Gary Shandling show. Did you ever? Oh, or Larry, Gar- San- Larry Sanders show. Sorry. Okay, because there was the Gary Shandling <laughs> show. Yeah, sorry. Larry this Sanders is the Gary Shandling show. Yeah. I have not seen it. I okay. still have meant to see it. Uh, so I'm five episodes in. I'm not necessarily appreciating. Like, people make it sound like it's a perfect show. And I guess it has one of the great final shows in television history. Uh, I think so. But it's also from the here. late 90s, What's right? It? You're probably have you been? How many people have told you it's the perfect show? Are you expecting or, or, more? Or people I respect that I don't know are you have ex- talked about it on podcasts. Or are you and, expecting it to be more than what it is? Yeah, yeah. Since you haven't seen it, for sure. Yeah, that's the for problem. sure. That happened with Twin Peaks, and now I went back and watched Twin Peaks. I, this is why I won't watch. Uh, I won't watch Ted Lasso. I gave it a try. I got yeah. through four episodes, and Sarah lost interest, and so mm. I was like, "Well, I don't hate it." I think it's a nice feel good sto- show. It's a good feel gooder, but it's. You but know, I'm not seeing a degree of difficulty. So, so I want I want to get to that. I know we got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we do. I didn't mean TV to trample wise, all over yeah. you. Well, you can tell we haven't oh, done the podcast. Week. He's all over. Here we go. The degree of difficulty is what I appreciate in a show like Breaking Bad. What it pulls off the 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 anti hero thing. Yes. Or what even Tony Soprano and The Sopranos pulls off. Mm-hmm. Or then, to a different extent, what The Wire pulls off. Or I love The Shield. What The Shield pulls off. I know not as many people you know, put The Shield up there. But all these great shows and Mad Men that we talk about, there there are different degrees of difficulty. Ted Lasso, to me, doesn't seem like a high degree of difficulty. It seems like some some really good 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 acting, some some fun frivolity. you got to stay around. The anti-hero stuff does happen in there. But the the thing they did for me, I they're on season three or season four. Maybe mm-hmm. season three is what they're on. But they've said, like, this is it. And I did start to, at the end of last season, I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm going to stay. But they go, it's only one more season. So I'm like, yep, I'll stay. I've given you time, and you've guaranteed me that we're wrapping it up soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, they're Walking Dead is my quintessential show yeah. for this, like, I loved it when it started. It was pretty good in the middle. It started to lose interest. You came in Lima late and got out early. <laughs> I tried to stay. And Last one in, first one to leave. They just wrapped the show up. This I know. like at the end of 2022. And aren't there movies and they're uh, going to continue I, the universe forever in different doing. ways? I hope they don't. I, I guess what happens is with a lot of shows is once they become really popular, they became become almost too meta. So do you ever remember the Seinfeld season when they did yada, 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 and every episode had to be, let's try to make a phrase back in those days, they didn't use the term viral, but back in those days, it was, let's get everybody the pop culture phenomenon doing something. And that's what I thought billions went awry. And that's where I thought succession was going awry. And boy, did succession come back with a vengeance here in the final season. Mm. So I, I didn't watch this last Sunday's episode, and I know you're a couple behind. So I'm, I'm the whole season. You're behind. the whole season behind. Yeah. Every Monday, it gets ruined on social media. For but me. I am it's great, to- great tradition. We're starting. I am here. totally back in 
with this season of Succession, which is going to be the final season. But I'm glad it is, by the way. I think Lost is another show Isn't it? that hit this this critical mass, this phenomenon, and then they realize, oh my God, we're popular. But and I, then I they change the way they write. But this is the beauty. Okay, we we this is crazy. Mm. This is the beauty of non-network television, and we're saying that as two guys who work for network affiliates, mm-hmm. technically. Before it was, and The Walking Dead did this, and and shame, not shame on them, no, but let's shame them. Well, keeping a show going as long as you can because you know you're making too much money to stop. Roseanne, groundbreaking television. Mm-hmm. I I know Roseanne. Uh huh. I know. At the time, groundbreaking television. And it kept going, kept going, kept going to a point where it was just, it was not where believable. the person who's the show's named after didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it, and it went to a place that was just, come on. I mean, once they became, like, what? They won the lottery. So that whole thing was, she, did, yeah. she didn't want to do that season. So yeah. since the network made her do the season, she was like, okay, well, then we're just going to totally make this. Yeah. Yeah. And then. I mean. Ernest was a prince or a king or something in that. Ernest yeah. from Ernest goes <laughs> yeah, to the it, army. It got it got ridiculous. But at the time, it was that guy. You look at groundbreaking shows and they take them too long. And uh, I think what we're seeing in, with HBO now, like okay, four seasons. Barry too. But They're Barry, like, we are ending the season. It's not that though. Series. series. What it is is that you used to, especially for sitcoms, you had to have a hundred episodes to make money in syndication. That's that true. was the big deal. Well, with streamers, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter anymore. You're exactly yeah. right. The syndication doesn't matter. So That's now true. you can do your four seasons or three seasons or whatever it is and live in perpetuity on that platform. That's why the people don't understand the numbers that Netflix, Netflix was p- paying shows when it started because it didn't matter because they own the content forever. So they don't, they aren't trying to make money back in syndication. They know they're going to make it forever now what they'll do is say oh this one's number 10 in the country right now you mm-hmm. need to watch it and it hasn't been around like you never even heard of it yesterday or 10 years ago it was a thing yeah and now all of a sudden it's back and they have and the other streamers are catching up to that now. well you also know like in, in american television is different from a lot of others like canadian television they have the series and it's you know nine episodes right. for and they call it like a season a series but it's like nine episodes where American television is in the day was sitcom television was 23 episodes a season. So you could easily, if you were around for five years, that's not easily, but you could definitely get to 100 episodes and, and be fine. But like when you're talking about season eight, season nine, trying to get to season 10, um, that becomes a little bit difficult for, for network television. Did, I do. Did you know the story between be, be, uh, about the end of Lost? No. That once Lost was really, I mean, they had massive numbers. The entire country, this is around... 2003, and I never watched a single episode. Yeah, I never watched so the whole country was watching, in, 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 except for Ken Carmen and Owen Lotterer. Yep. I get what you Network TV parlance, thing. like they were like, "This is a hit. Yeah, this is a runaway freight train, and it's never going to go away. And we don't ever want it to go away because it's got people glued right. to their TV sets, no matter what. In this serial, remember they're they're kind of bringing back the serial. Right. Uh, it's a soap opera in prime time, and they're bringing it back, and they're doing it, and they're disguising it with all these tricks, but it's incredible viewing, and they, they thought they, they had birthed all these stars, which ironically didn't end up really happening. Uh, and while this was going on, uh, Damon Lindelof, and I forgot the other head writer of the show, which they've gone on to do a, a ton of things, they sat down with the network, and the network said, we want 10 years of this. And Damon said, 
we have a Bible. All these shows, especially right. sci-fi, they have a Bible. They they have a beginning. They have an end. They have different ecosystems, mm-hmm. and they have the trials and tribulations of every character all mapped out. This was done after you know a couple of years. They had this all kind of uh, kind of sketched out, and he basically told the network, "We have no interest in doing this for ten years. We know how much this is making, so we'll budge. We only wanted it to go three or four. We'll budge, and I think they went five or six. Yeah." But it has to end. It's going to end. You always want to end things with people wanting more as opposed to The Walking Dead. Right. You're exactly right. And so the network said, okay. And that is what I'm being told or what I've read about in the trades is the difference between HBO and everybody else. HBO, they say, we believe in our creators. We believe in our artists and our, our talent creators. We will listen to you. If you want a series to go one year, if you want it to go three years, you want it to go five, we will do it because we believe in the stuff that we are publishing. We believe in it. And our, in turn, our consumers, they believe in us and our judgment. Well, and that's why HBO is HBO and everybody else is everybody else. It's the same with like Barry in season three, I believe, was already written before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they were going to shoot it. And they had time off, you know, obviously everything shut down and Bill Hader went back and was reading through it. And was like, this is not, this is, this was rushed. This was not good enough. So they threw the, that whole, se- that whole season doesn't exist anymore. Did they really? They threw it all away and that's they redid amazing. it. It's a lot of work. And that's where you're getting yeah. the stuff with him and, and the Fonz doing, you know, uh, making good with each other and all of that. I, uh, I, speaking of Bob Hope real quick. I gotta see more history on Bob Hope. I, I want to see more documentary documentation Case on Bob Western Hope. Reserve Library or whatever really? the museum is. Is that right? They have a huge. Well, at least the last time I went, it's been he, a couple of years. They had a huge section on Bob Hope. He is one of the most polarizing people you will find on Twitter. Historical figures. I'm serious about that. Like his USO work mm-hmm. and his standing up for LGBT rights, as opposed to. The other things that I don't even know, I don't even want to say because I don't even know if they're true, right? But are not very good about Bob Hope, not very good. And it's like, well, okay, well, we're all flawed. What's yeah. what's the truth? What's in the not? time that we live in? We're all yeah. we're always going to be behind. Yeah, and yeah. and I could see him being, you know, not necessarily a stand up comedian that you know a comics. He's not David Tell for crying out mm. loud. I don't think that anybody would assume that out of Bob Hope. Um, but I, I'd like to learn more. About Bob Hope, because I, I, I was very young when he when when did he die? I we mean, were children. He was around. Nah, I remember him still. Do, was than... he not still doing the All American shows? He was doing the with like all the college the Bob football Hope special yeah. and all that still. But it was very much you know the telethon. What was the MDA telethon that he was Golly, a part of? He died in 03. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a small child. I was in high school. Right. That's what I want to say. I I thought I was an adult by then. And he was still. Yeah, and what did he die at? What age? He was uh, 100. He was 100 Holy years old. Holy cow. Yeah. So he was going on Carson and then later Leno and Letterman at the age of like 98, 99. Yeah. Think about how crazy so that, that is. So that was the Seriously. other thing that Leno says. And this is a big uh, fly on the wall spoiler podcast that we do here. <laughs> but he said, so I guess his last, his last TV appearance was with him. Was okay. with Leno, and then Leno got to see him, you know, near the end and all that, and actually talked to him at the end, and it was a, it's a little touching moment, but yeah, I mean to still be doing things publicly, 
at that age and yeah. have your faculties to <laughs> be able to do It's pretty crazy. Um, all right. We got to get to it. Speaking of having your faculties or not. We're brought to you by Xtend. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We got to get to it. Tucker and uh, and Don, let's do it. Yeah, so... Big day yesterday. So that news coming down and way more on Tucker than Don Lemon. I, boy, I had watched in my staycation, mm-hmm. Kenny, I had watched a lot of this stuff. Like, Don Lemon had been reduced to... <laughs> no, not that there's anything wrong with network morning TV, but it was not a role for Don Lemon. Like, Don Lemon is an opinionated guy who was doing commentaries... And and putting his spin on things, and all of a sudden they're like, "No, you're gonna you're gonna sit on an anchor desk, interview people, but also have two like sidekicks or, or like equal billing." Really? And it looked like he was not comfortable. He got into it with two of the guests while I was watching. Uh, this is last week. It was bizarre. Like I should have known that something was going on. Something was percolating. Because I was watching this going, man, is Don Lemon being miscast? Whatever you think about Don Lemon, like he is an opinionated guy. You don't put opinionated guys with his brand of opinion on a morning network TV show with co-hosts. That's odd. See, because I don't watch you, – wa- you watch them all. You watch Fox I try to, News. Yeah, I watch MSNBC. Yeah. I watch – and this will surprise people. I watch none of it. I only mm. really watch. I've watched less over the years. I mean, I absolutely have watched less. Just, I just Newsmax for me. I really <laughs> only watch. Um, you know I really me. only watch eight, nineteen, five, and three. I watch Cuomo. That's, Lots of Cuomo. Well, I, I, and I don't, I don't watch any cable news. Um, so you would know. It seems that that would be a primetime show, wouldn't it? Not, not mornings on CNN. I think they were pretty much getting to the point. This is what. This is what. This happens. This happens in local TV, local radio. This happens in college football. We're in morning. They, no, no, I'm just, to... I'm just saying places have ways of getting you closer to the end, expediting that process. When you move Don Lemon to that time slot, they are, they are getting you closer to the end. They are pretty much having you and your agent start to talk about what's life like after CNN. That's what they did. They ran him off. They ran him off. And then I don't know the specifics. Well, clearly he didn't take the hint from his statement yesterday. Yeah, but then they basically called him a liar afterwards. Uh, they basically said, yeah, no, he that. declined a meeting with us. So he knew. He knew he was getting fired, or he knew it was close to the end. Uh, but the, the Tucker Carlson thing is an amazing sea change because he is now, and I can't believe he's gotten to this point, 
because I remember him on CNN. I remember Tucker Carlson on MSNBC. Tie, I do. I've been watching all this for a long time. Since I was in college, oh, I started I, getting really interested in politics. I used politics. to watch a lot of cable news. I don't watch ca- I just haven't so watched I, cable I, news at all. I remember the, the Tucker Carlson that was years, on Crossfire. I remember all these things when he... Well, I liked Crossfire when, when I was a kid. And it, it was a it's very... It was a trailblazing show. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was kind of all birthed out of Pardon the Interruption. Mm-hmm. I mean, being dead serious. People don't realize that. The Pardon the Interruption... Kind of set the whole cable news thing in motion, yeah. uh, with a with a, a sidebar and a, here's what's coming next, and two people on different sides with two different backgrounds debating things. Like a lot of that was birthed out of the genius of Pardon the Interruption. It's pretty crazy. The the, the networks will even testify to that. Yeah. So I've been Tucker Carlson's been in my life for 20 years, and this last pivot of how he became not just uh, a very important cable news figure. But also somebody who wields more influence than politicians. It's pretty crazy that these guys got to that level. That not just him, before him it was Bill O'Reilly and obviously Sean Hannity and Rachel Maddow on the left. Al Franken used used his radio show on Air America Radio to essentially launch a, a senatorial campaign. And so to see entertainers in this day and age become as influential as they are in politics. Like, there's always been people on TV that were influential. We, we talked about even Leno and Letterman had an influence. They, they tried to play it down the middle as much as possible to make sure that they had the Midwest, the South, the West Coast. They had everybody watching them. But their influence wasn't really political. Now, it's almost like everybody feels like they have to be influential in politics, whether it's an NBA player, whether it's... A football player, whether it is somebody in movies, whether it is somebody who's the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, everybody feels that they have to be influential in politics, and almost none of them got to the influence that Tucker Carlson got to, which is staggering, which is the major, the major change in my lifetime for somebody in that role. It used to be that somebody in that role could have that position, and then, you know, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was... Uh, he predates all of this yeah. because he was he was the forerunner to this. He did have influence. I mean, he you you could argue Rush Limbaugh was the Republican Party, and he did that with a radio show that turned into a TV show, that turned into an author, that turned into you know a syndicated national guy. When I was a kid, I watched him on C-SPAN give an address at the Chautauqua Institute. Yeah, hell yeah. And yet, I'm telling you, Tucker Carlson may have usurped that, like may have become more important than everybody. And I never saw. Uh, that. I don't know if I'd go that far. He's, I really don't. He he, uh, Donald Trump's calling him. He's texting him. But Donald, that's the president would, of the would, United States. Would the former president call Rush Limbaugh? Maybe behind the scenes there'd be conversations. This just I mean, didn't he give him the medal this of freedom? Is, this this is just oh yeah absolutely. But I, I'm telling you, Tucker Carlson never seemed to me to be that talented to that level to hold that kind of influence. Like I thought, Bill O'Reilly was way more talented as a broadcaster. And as somebody who could put a show together than Tucker Carlson. And yet Tucker got better ratings. And and then there was this question, is it the chicken or the egg? Did his audience make him into this or did he make the audience into this? Well, I think a little bit of it is timing. I think a little bit of it is that. I've always looked at the two, you know, if we look at the two networks, if I just stick to the two networks that have either a left or a right bias. 
in MSNBC or, or uh, Fox News, mm-hmm. right? What mm-hmm. we perceive, whatever you want to believe, yeah. fine. But the, the 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 popular we're grown ups theory, having a discussion yeah. here. Yeah, so <laughs> the popular theory is that. I just find those people to be interchangeable in a lot of ways. And that's part of the reason I stopped watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill O'Reilly, quote unquote, disgraced out the door. Then they stick Tucker Carlson in that chair. And he gets better ratings. And, and then he gets better ratings. And then you have the, the lawsuit that just happened. And it seems that this is all tied together. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, some We're going to learn yes a lot. No, we'll, we, we will learn a lot. I feel they'll probably just put somebody else in that chair. And that person will become a yeah. megastar. Um and I feel that when you had Keith Olbermann, then they put Rachel Maddow on that chair. Chris Matthews is, is no. it was was buttressed against it. She and got then, better ratings than everybody. Exactly. And yeah. then eventually they will stick somebody else in that chair. Yeah. And away that person goes. So it's almost a vacuum. And, yeah. And so you have these two entities in MSNBC and Fox News, and everybody else is kind of looking for whatever's extra. So is that a sad commentary on us? Yes. Is that a sad commentary on the, the viewers and the public at large, that we are so tethered to our ideologies and to our teams that that split has caused us to then whoever takes over for Tucker, no matter if they're even to the right of him or even if they're to the left. Boy, Fox, I'm very curious to see where they go uh, in that regard. Because that's going to be yeah. that's going to be a huge decision for them. Where do they want? Because wherever their TV talking heads go is where the party goes, yeah. which is just unfathomable. If you would have told me that twenty five years ago, twenty years ago, I would have been like, nah, "That doesn't sound right." Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge decision, but it's unfortunate that it, now they'll argue they're giving them what the people want. That in this case, Fox News, and we'll see what CNN does with the. The, the Don Lemon, although they've already marginalized him out the door. So who knows? And there's a lot of questions about where CNN is heading over the next five years. There are a lot of rumors politically that this isn't working for them. So do they want to go to the right? Does CNN want to uh, attach themselves to more of an Elon Musk uh, type of thought? Hmm. I, I mean, I've seen it all out there that, that Elon Musk would even think of partnering up to buy CNN. Either way. There's a lot of rumors about where these places are going, where these entities are going, but that we we need to see ourselves on TV. We need to see our viewpoints on TV, or is it vice versa, where they are shaping, they are shaping the 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 public sentiment? It bothers me because I think people just want to be told what they want to hear. And and so if if I find a person who's willing to tell people what I what I want to hear, then that person will stick in that spot. Like if Marjorie Taylor Greene tomorrow decides, all right, I've uh, they're they're trying to silence me in Congress. Uh, I'm not going to run for reelection. I am instead going to be the next big host at Fox News. You could argue she'd have more influence. She'd mm-hmm. have more power. I mean that is a that's a that's a crazy day that we're living in. Then I know everybody's already saying, you know, Carrie Lake, who was a bombastic she was TV, a TV. Yeah, she was a TV host. Was a TV host. I don't think she was as bombastic as then the the actual campaign that she ran. And then she lost by the slimmest of margins. And then everyone's like, "That's the end of her." And I'm like, "The hell it is. No. She is not going to be done. In fact, she's going to figure out how to become even more popular now. And 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 that is what so much of this theater is baked in. And that ultimately is." How Donald Trump winning 
the presidential election has opened up the door to anything happening. Anything. I mean, I always thought Mark Cuban would run for president. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that he hasn't. It seems like he didn't want that quality of life because that would be a downgrade in quality of life for him. Mm-hmm. That the power was not – I mean, you need somebody who cares about power. And Mark Cuban decided, I'm going to do the prescription drug thing, and that's going to be my legacy. For better or for worse, it's going to be my legacy. He was going to use that as his legacy instead of running for president. I mean, all these, all these powerful figures determine how they want to be remembered, and he didn't want to be president. Hmm. Donald Trump wanted to be president. You oh, know? we knew that from an early age, yeah. years ago, years ago. Yeah. You know, before you and I were certainly even born, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was something he always seemed to aspire to do. Yeah, it, it was just weird that it happened on the same day. I know. Both those networks. Boy, it was CNN. You know, but I, I look at it and I go, you know, there, you, can't, you can only do it once. What's you that? Know, you go flip-flopping all the time there when it comes to politics. Oh, yeah. You know, you go from Joe Lieberman, you know, people who switch parties. You can only mm-hmm. do that once. But wasn't Tucker out first, right? Tucker went Zell first Miller. and then... Technically, yeah. Well, t- Tuck, Tucker was... T- I mean, as far as we knew, he was out on Friday. Right. <laughs> Eating so, pizza in his last scene. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Yeah, that was weird. Huh? <laughs> but do you think maybe they were just waiting? I know they waited a whole, whatever, three days or whatever, but... They were like, well, this is the window. If we're going to get rid of Don Lemon, the window's open to do it now because the eyes are over here looking at this. Well, yeah. Um, I just didn't think Don think, Lemon was nearly as no, he wasn't, powerful a yeah. figure. Um, yeah, but if they're doing things like moving yeah. around. I've watched in the day Don Lemon a lot. I, I, I watched Don Lemon on New Year's Eve. And then they what they took the booze away. Yeah. So then it was like, well, I'm gonna I've watch something else on New Year's. Anderson Eve. Cooper guy myself. I'm gonna watch. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna watch AC drink booze. I don't, yeah. And then when, he, when he's not drinking, I'm like, well, what's the point of any of this? Like you took booze away from Andy Cohen and, and Anderson Cooper. What the hell? <laughs> I go. We'll find something else to watch on New Year's because mm-hmm. that was the whole fun of turning over to them mm-hmm. was seeing. Hey, you know, Andy Cohen get a little loose with Anderson yeah. Cooper. Let's see it. Like that was fun. Um, I think now with with Tucker Carlson, I'm sure. If I'm tomorrow sure he starts a podcast, if tomorrow yeah. I don't know what his non compete is, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, someone like him and all the, my God, the amount of money he has, he could do whatever he wants. He probably has enough money to start his own cable network. I mean, remember everybody thought Trump was going to do that. Uh, if he tomorrow starts a podcast, it's instantly successful. But does it? It, does it quench the thirst that he might have? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, because that's that's clearly worked for others. But is that there something is you want to? There's a power to just sitting there on your pulpit and, and a camera in front of you and speaking into a camera with nobody for an hour. telling you anything. Yeah, I mean, there's something. I mean, he'd that. have his sponsors lined up. He would have no problem. He'd well, compete. You know he would watch. compete with Fox for sponsors. He'd have no problem pulling some of them away yeah, if they wanted. Be interesting to see what he decides to do. You know, with Don Lemon, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I have no idea what happens with him. But um, you know Tucker Carlson's a very interesting one because it seems like they, these are fallouts from the lawsuits, um, and and there, there's speculation about uh, these other lawsuits and if discovery mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. with some of the other sites, not just not just Dominion, but the other places that are going after him. I, I don't know. I, I the timing is just unbelievable. It just is. a few the same week that you end up with that. Nearly eight hundred million dollar settlement yeah. that you say goodbye to. I I I guess I think he's higher paid than Sean Hannity. I don't know that for a fact. I would have guessed. Well, Hannity's been there longer, so he I'm has. Not sure. That's true. Wow, that's pretty crazy though. Wow, 
I mean, where do we think all this is going with with cable news? Because it's it's no secret there are less cable subscribers than ever before. And five years from now, it'll be a fraction yeah, of what even it is today. News is going anywhere? Well, it'll just be will it just be repurposed, repackaged? But will it be as popular? So if places like because there's a story about Fox News now re- trying to renegotiate for higher carriage fees, and which would drive up your cable prices, which would lead to what? More cutting of the cable. Mm-hmm. So where is all of this in five years? Is is ESPN just the last one standing? The last entity that can that can because of their programming, because of their live sports element, is ESPN going to outlast CNN, Fox News? Or or are just those entities going to be the only thing that keep cable having any subscribers i I know that people talk about podcasts a lot and and podcasts are for people who are on the go i still think people want to sit down and be entertained and and to what they find entertaining they obviously find that entertaining and 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 confirming our own ideas is entertaining to us you know Mm -hmm. or i should say affirming our own ideas to us you know we we might ask ourselves questions but affirming our own ideas to us is 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 entertainment and Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you go to find it. You know, my mother had political feelings, and she watched one cable yeah. network for that reason. Is she wanted to? She wanted to feel better about where she was thinking politically, and it was until her dying day that network was left on, mm-hmm. and she followed those people. She loved those hosts for until she died. So I and I think that there will always be. It's it's odd. Like, so many of us are connected. To technology, so many of us are connected. To, we we but we still want things simple. You know, I had that fight. We had a fight over something in simplification, and and you know whether or not to to be upset about Guardians games and and if they're if they're available to you. And my whole argument is that you know people are going, well, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. The general public still wants it as simplified as as much as possible. And there are people who like tech. And they like to go through those things, but they like to have it just right there in front of them. I could sit down, I could turn on my TV, and there that person is. And that person who is, says the things that I agree that I agree with and I trust that person. You know, that's the thing. And I don't know if that's going anywhere. Whether it exists in an app, and someone has to show me how to work that app, and, and I've noticed that working the apps have become simpler. Um, it, whether that becomes oh, they got it down almost. Yeah, whether that becomes they got to get it to pausing and and be able to rewind, but they're close. Whether that becomes an app with the with the network, I I like the app that kind of gives you the the cable feel. Um, I do like that, but again, I still find myself in the same channels. So it, it was weird when we were kids. It was still, and this becomes a big TV conversation, and I had to turn it into that. It was always you know you bragged you had five hundred channels, but you always watch the same four. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I, there's a bunch of channels, but I only watch the same you know whatever because there's a lot of things that just don't interest us, and I think it's the same way. We we become more political beings, but at the same time, we we've, we've become more political beings about our own personal thoughts and our own personal opinions, and we want to hear less of the other side, and that can be dangerous. That can absolutely be dangerous. And when we have the rhetoric that's turned up, where we we not only say that the other side is not doing it right, but they're also inherently evil yeah, yeah as we do which we throw yeah. that word around and it's like guys you guys gotta stop doing that that's a boy you cry wolf for yes. me that's what yeah we i just sit there I agree. and call the other side not wrong not wrong we we call them evil mm-hmm. and then we think that what we're doing serves a higher purpose and that's when uh. we, we start to have real bad consequences 
on either side. That's and, the problem. And then we all go to a Cavs playoff game and we high five. Yeah. And pretend like none yeah. of that happened. And we pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> Isn't that pretty and amazing. And that might be where sports is the last bastion. It is. It totally is. Think about that for a second. Because yeah. that evil thing that that is been pervasive in a lot of the political thought over the last however many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is kind of funny. Oh, Brown Sunday. Let's go to the Muni lot. And as long as we don't talk politics, <laughs> we're good and we're going to have a great yes. time. Yes. I mean, I, I there's a lot of people from where I'm from who disagree with me politically, and that's perfectly fine. I don't understand what, but here we are. And I'm going, man, in a different time, I would have been just fine. But here we are, and it's like you can't do any of it, or you're gonna have a big problem on your hands. So that part sucks, but I'm sure they'll pop. I'm sure they'll both pop up somewhere. I'm sure they'll both pop up somewhere. Uh, I, I just don't. If, if it's in the cable news realm, then maybe it is, but I'm not sure if it will be. I have no idea. They both have the power to do their own thing. I mean, Don Lemon is not as popular as, as Tucker Carlson. You agree with me on oh, that? Yeah, but I yeah. still think that they both have the power to do their own thing, and they've both made enough where they they can venture Whoa. out and do that. Double A just sent us a tweet from TMZ. What is that? That says News Nation wants them both. Well, Lima's already watching Cuomo every night. I told you. With um the Bill O'Reilly stuff. They have weekly segments of Bill O'Reilly. Thing, my favorite thing, and now I can say this on the podcast. I don't know if we've ever said it on air. My favorite thing is Lima tweeting about Cuomo and O'Reilly and people yeah. taking him seriously on social media. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. It is my favorite, favorite thing. Because Lima enjoys the joust. He enjoys the entertainment of it all. And people, well, then. And I'm like, guys, Lima doesn't care. He doesn't care. But I'm but I'm never going to say it on the radio. Oh, no, what and fun I'm is that? And I'm never going to tweet it at people because it takes away the fun. And there's plenty of people go, you know, it's a gag, right? It's a, it's Lima's little personal running gag. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that's the fun of it. Also, um, can I throw this out there? You didn't even respond to what I said to you about uh, Aaron Rodgers. I thought it was a very smart reply. Which was? You tweeted what you tweeted about LeBron and the Cavs, which I kind of want to get into tomorrow. I don't know if tomorrow's the right day. What happened to all the calls and tweets the last two years from Cavs fans telling me what a joy this team was to watch without someone like LeBron monopolizing the ball and creating all the drama behind the scenes? And I go, okay, now use the name Aaron Aaron Rodgers in seven months. But I didn't get any replies on that. I thought that was a great response. That was a great reply. So, yeah, that's probably going to be what they're going to say in Green Bay. Yeah. As long as they can be like five hundred, but if you go four and twelve, four and thirteen, but I think with Jordan Love, there, yeah, I don't know that you're going to be hearing that as much. They're going to be like, "Damn it, we we know." But at least they can now make their decision, right? They see Jordan Love, and if he doesn't play well, they can move on. But I get your point yeah. because uh, Aaron Rodgers came with a ton of obnoxious drama behind the scenes, self inflicted too. A ton of not obnoxious drama with LeBron too. You can't yeah. deny that. Oh. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, around the Lakers this year, there was some passive aggressive stuff. There was the Westbrook stuff. Uh, there was the, the constant discussion Then he missed 27 games. We at least got the Iron Man LeBron. Uh, this Laker foray the last few years, he misses 20 yeah. plus games a year. And that's, you know, a byproduct of his age, not his fault. But now they got the drama and they didn't get LeBron all the time. But here, here we are with the Lakers. I mean, this is an amazing story. I mean, they're going to beat. The two-seed Memphis Grizzlies. And then what? They have the Golden State Warriors next. Am I right? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Golden well, State Darren gets by Fox Sacramento. Hurt and it's like, well, that's that's a shame. I know. I felt bad for Mike Brown. I felt bad yeah. for him because he is finally getting legitimate praise. Like, I, like, there's no question before it was, well, you have LeBron. 
And then he won those games in the playoffs, and it was Steve Kerr's team, and it was, well, it's it's Kevin Durant, and it's Steph Curry. Now people are like, he's a great coach. Mike yeah. Brown is a really, really good coach he right really now. Is. And you find out, by the way, also. And now they're going to get bounced. As a Browns fan, I feel for, for Kings fans because it's never guaranteed. Next year is never guaranteed. We've you know, learned this, that. This bright future is never guaranteed. And I think that Browns fans and Kings fans feel the same. I know that we have an NBA team and an NFL team yeah. here. They only have an NBA team there. But uh, there is a kinship going. Ah, you, you better enjoy the times because it can change. It can change very quickly for you. Anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, we got a ton of stuff for tomorrow. Like a ton of stuff. That that LeBron thing. I don't know if I, I want to do I know, tomorrow. I know. And I also, uh, we were talking about the tickets. So tickets are pretty affordable. Like the, the get-in price. Not the good t- the good tickets are never going to be affordable to the average fan, but the get in price for a playoff game for a what could was be forty five bucks could yesterday? be an awesome game five. I know it hasn't nothing's looked awesome, but kind of feels like Donovan Mitchell is going to play well. Feels oh, like he gonna, has to, and you're saying they're going to win for win. sure. Like this I can't say fully for sure because I'm not going to use the G word. I, I you would just not, did it. I would not no, I let. Like they're going to win. Play it on the air. I love Cavs spending. Win. I love spending other people's money all the time. This would be the ticket I think you'd want. I know I don't I do not want to spend the money to go to New York for that game Wait. six. Like I'm gonna be in New York and those tickets are gonna be four hundred apiece, and I gotta buy two of them because I got my wife, unless maybe I can buy one and just send her to a spa or something. <laughs> send her shopping. You can't get do, rid of her. You can't do the whole you walk in and then pass her the ticket through the fence. Ooh. And, so sneak her she in. Walks in. Yeah. What is this? A high school football game in 1996? I, 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 Ohio State, Michigan. I've seen Big it happen. Pardon. I've seen it happen. Guy was on the program. He was running the program. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.